Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be to help you become a master of the mental game and to help you start dominating the day. Brian Kane, your Peak Performance Coach here with another episode of the Peak Performance Podcast. And today, our guest is Randy Jackson. He's the head football coach at Grapevine High School in Grapevine, Texas, and one of the most sought-after coaches and speakers on creating a championship culture and building mental toughness through high school sports. The motto of his program, it's very simple, TPW, Tough people win. And that's something that Randy Jackson does. When he took over the Grapevine High School football program, before he got there, they had a string of losing seasons. And they're one and nine in their last season in 2013. He takes over the helm in 14 and immediate success going three and eight. And then in 2015, they pushed the envelope to eight and three. And he was named 2015 Tom Landry High School Football Coach of the Year. This is going to be one podcast that you're definitely going to want to listen to over and over again as part of Automobile University as you're driving and one that you're going to want to listen to and sit down and take notes. Coach Jackson, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Brian. Honored to be here. Listen to your podcast for a long time and uh, really honored to get to get to sit down with you today. I'm glad you're here. If you would, could you take our, our listeners through your story in terms of high school football coaching and how you got to where you are now at Grapevine? Well, I've, well, I'm telling you, I'm a man well-traveled, but uh, uh, this is my 26th year of coaching, my 16th as a head coach. I've, I started uh, at the smallest level you could in a little West Texas town called Paducah, 120 students, 25 kids playing football. I've just moved. My wife, my wife and I have been married 21 years. We've lived in 14 houses. Uh, so I've just moved and, and moved and moved and kind of moved up the ladder, been fired once and all that stuff that coaches that happens to coaches. And, uh, but we've got two kids and, and as they're getting more, they're in high school now. So I knew I needed to get some stability. And so, uh, in 2010, I caught my big break by, uh, as far as going from small schools in 2010, I got the job at Mesquite Poteet and, uh, Really caught a big. They were zero and ten before we got there, and we went twelve and three that first year, and and uh, just kind of got me out there, I guess, and and uh, just a like I say, it was just kind of an angels in the outfield kind of year, and and so stayed at Poteet three years, and went to Plano East for a year, and and at one of the biggest high schools in, the, in really in the United States, six thousand students, and uh, wasn't a good fit there, and and so uh, my son was in eighth grade, stayed a year. And been at Grapevine two years, but I feel like we are really moving in the right direction and and love it here and hope to be here for a while. If you would, you know, you've you've turned around a lot of programs in a short period of time. How do you do it? Oh, man, I think uh, the biggest thing that I've done is make sure that I sell the vision. And when I got the job in Mesquite, the second day on the job, one of the coaches told me, he said, you just don't understand, Coach. The band makes fun of the football team here, and it's in a bad shape. So I knew that I that was my priority uh, was to go in and just instill confidence and sell the vision. I think a, a, a leader is a dealer in hope, 
and we we're just that's what I do. I, I'm I'm always trying to talk about uh, the the future and how good we're going to be, and 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 I, I think it's self fulfilled prophecy a lot of times, especially high school students. They'll they'll buy what you're selling, and uh, uh, you know we work on really hard, and we we earn victory and all that stuff. But we're we we're uh, you know when I come into a place, I'm not saying we're building for the future. I say we're going to be better tomorrow than we are today. And we're going to get, we call it, you know, the, learn this really from you, but be a 1% warrior and get better every day and sell the vision. You, know, you talk about vision in TPW and have had the opportunity to be in your office and spend some time at your complex and you see TPW everywhere. Talk a little bit about how you kind of came up with that and what that means. When I became the head coach in Lone Oak, Texas, it's a school about 300, not going to win sprint relays, but just some blue collar kids who were tough i i knew that that's what i needed to to uh to build on if you you know and so uh we started with tpw in 2004 and i liked it really i'd never heard anybody using it one of my assistant coaches mentioned it to me he had seen it before i think on the back of a cross-country shirt or something but anyway so every school i've been at i've taken it with me and they've liked it and, and for me uh, toughness is not about ability. It's just not about anything except uh, what kind of, you know, are, are, are you a warrior or not? And, and, and the mental toughness. And so uh, I think anybody can be tough. And, and uh, we, we've uh, had a lot of success with it. And we'll, we'll, chine, we'll change our slogans from year to year. But, but TPW is a constant and it's our brand. You, know, you also talk about the championship culture of grapevine football. And could you go through the hand signal that you guys use that ties in with the core principles and, and the kind of the whole picture. I really would like to, you do so many amazing things with the championship culture at your program and we'll get into some of the strategies and the activities and things that you do, but let's start with the foundation of what are the principles that make up the championship culture of grapevine football? Well, when you walked in my office in August of 15, it, uh, it really just changed my life. I mean, uh, uh, we talked to I mean, I sell, I love this story, but you asked me what, what our core values were. And I told you, and it's, well, you, you didn't see them anywhere and you, you explained to me how to do it. And so I, I'm one of those, if I learn something good, I'm all in. And we went all in and, and our players, I let the players be in on creating our core values and, and, we have a hand signal that they have to do to to get their decals on the side of their helmet. And so for us, I, I, I believe you ought to assign a day of the week to your core values, and that's your emphasis for the day. It helps you talk to your team. It just gives you a theme of the day. But in football in Texas, it can be 100 degrees on a Monday. Uh, I know it can be in other states too, but uh, Monday is the day that, that if you're not intentional, you can have a mediocre workout. And so for us, Monday is energy and tempo, and we take our thumb and we move it around like we're stirring a pot. And then Tuesday is competition Tuesday, and we take our index finger and we we point at us and then our opponent like me versus you. And then Wednesday, we take our middle finger, and that's toughness Wednesday. And our middle finger, we go from our temple to our hip, and that's mental, physical toughness back and forth. Thursday is family and appreciation, and that's our ring finger like – for where your wedding ring would be, and, and we slide our uh, uh, our thumb and index finger of our other hand up and down. And then Friday, it's, it's Discipline Friday, and we take our pinky and point at our sternum and uh, say, hey, count on me. I'm disciplined. And then 
those really are are, are specific core values. But but I added a, a, an open fist, and we raise in the air, and that's finish. I, I'm a big believer in finish, and then uh, payday is is getting what you've earned, and so we'll hold our hand up in the air for finish, and then we slam it down, and that's payday, and that's game day for us. So. Uh, we've got a l- few more than the days of the week, but uh, game is a—it's a something where we talk about getting what you've earned and uh, let's go get paid. So it's energy and tempo, competition, energy and tempo Monday, competition Tuesday, mental and physical toughness Wednesday, appreciation Thursday, discipline Friday, and we're going to finish because it's payday. Exactly. And if you would, could you kind of talk about how? Some some of the activities that you do with your team, some of the the awesome things that you wrote about in your book, which is super exciting, and and you're coming out with a book about championship culture. Well, can you talk about some of the activities that you do that really help your players to understand one of the key principles in life that nothing is given and everything is earned? Because you make them earn everything, everything. And I'm telling, I've got two kids in high school, and I want to be in Grapevine, Texas, because I want them to live here. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of things in around this, I guess maybe in every area, but I laughingly say the worst thing that happens to kids in grapevines, they get cut off at Starbucks or something. And it's just not a place where uh, you have to fight for your next meal around here. And I'm glad that's where my family is, but you have to be intentional about being tough. And so uh, we make sure our kids earn everything but probably my favorite activity would be when the season's over with we're going to take everybody out of the varsity locker room we're going to put them in the jv locker room we're going to take and just give them the worst stuff we can give them as far as as we're going to give them a white t-shirt with a big question mark on it we're going to write their name on the back of their shirt with a sharpie and we're going to give them some old football pants that we've cut off that are not anything anybody wants to wear and 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 all those kids are going to stay in that locker room for about two months and then we're going to start bringing them we're going to make them wrestle each other and the winner will get to move into the varsity locker room but it's a very uh uh organized way that we do it uh only the first kid that gets over he goes into locker number one and after he's over there a couple of days, he and I are going to meet and, and, and we're going to decide which two guys need to wrestle to get into locker number two. So it's a systematic deal. Uh, but you just are not getting to that varsity locker room without earning your way in there. And so that's just one of the things that we do. Uh, but but we, we talk a lot about earn everything every day. And uh, so anything that we can do to, to, to make sure that they realize that that uh, nothing's going to be given to them, we try to do. You know, Coach Jackson, I love how some of the creative outside-of-the-box things that you do to help build that championship culture and getting your players to realize that to whom much is given, much is expected, and that they have to earn everything. Could you talk about that reading-to-schools program that you do? Because I think any coach that's listening to this could duplicate that with their program. Yeah, we we do. We call it read to succeed, and what all, we've got six elementary schools that that feed into eventually into our high school. And I'll just email those principals, and I'll say, "Hey, we have these six dates that we can send some guys over for forty five minutes, and uh, we can so of those six dates, we want to go to each elementary school, and I'll just say first come first serve for which date, and so they'll send it over, and we're a unit type of team, so." 
uh, day one, maybe my offensive line coach is in charge, and he'll get some offensive linemen, and they'll go to that school. We put jerseys on them, and the principals will have somewhere – they'll have a map for them, and they'll just go read to to kids. And uh, our guys get, like anything, our guys get more out of it than the little ones do, but it's an awesome deal. And uh, I, I just believe you've got to figure out ways to – make sure your team it's a place those guys can't live without and so the more we do things like that together then the more that they're going to lay in traffic for each other and so anything we 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 call it mso mustang serving others so any of our community service things and i'll send out to our our parents an email of hey if you have any community service ideas let us know so we try to do community service uh, as much as we can you know, I know one thing you also do is you have a little ice cream activity that your players and, and people like a lot. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, it's a great – I'm at SMU for spring football, and Coach Chad – Chad Morris is the most hospitable head college head football coach ever, I think. And so he lets us sit in the team meetings with him, and I'm at a team meeting. He's talking about a professor's dinner. And uh, Mark Smith, who's been on a podcast before, I said, Mark, what is this professor's dinner? And he's telling me that every player gave a professor a handwritten invitation, and they invited them to practice, and they had a dinner for them after practice. Well, that's just something that our teachers live everywhere, and, and so uh, we made it fit us. So before our spring game, uh, we, we all of our players gave a handwritten invitation to their teachers and we had an ice cream social forum the players made a we had all the fixings for a sunday the players took the order we set the teachers down and and then we had every player with a microphone uh let's say four players in, uh invited miss smith and all four players would get miss smith and they'd say why she was special to them i had all of them take a selfie with miss smith it was a great time and i mean and and i sent it to the to all the teachers you know it's invitation only and uh if you didn't get invited then you know you we earn everything at grapevine football next year you know maybe uh you do something a little different maybe and get invited but great feedback on that uh took about 30 minutes and uh great for our kids to 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 stand up and 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 show appreciation to others and uh Great PR too for our for our teachers showing them appreciation. And I love that if the teachers aren't there, you let them know that hey, everything is earned around here. Nothing right. is given. It's fantastic. As teachers, we all need to be reminded of that as well. Talk about the breakfast with champions idea. Okay, uh, when I was in Mesquite, we started this, and I, I believe this that you know, two hundred years from now, if 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 uh, we're still not if we're not the dominant country in the world, it'll be because uh, we don't have uh, enough parents mentoring our kids so uh, we have a mentor program and and what i did in mesquite was invited uh men from the community to come up and share or or come up and participate in a game day morning we call it breakfast with champions we'll we'll uh so we have men from the community who will come i will show a highlight video from the week before all our kids are sitting in the middle our parents are standing around or any community members invited. Uh, they bring bre- breakfast for the players. That's kind of their ticket to get in is, is some breakfast tacos from Sonic or wherever. And so there's a bunch of different kind of breakfast foods there. And we have a little five-minute highlight video. Our team chaplain will give about a 12-minute devotional. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about players of the week from last week and 
Then I'll talk about the keys to victory for that night. And so it's kind of a way for our some community members to kind of get into the locker room, kind of feel a part of it. When it's over with, we have all the players shake everybody's hand and look them in the eye and thank them for coming. And uh, when the game is over with, we don't let parents down on the field, but anybody who came to breakfast with champions, then they're invited to come out to the field and be a part of everything. So it's been a really good deal. Could you also talk about your football 101 for moms, which I think is something that could be duplicated in any sport. I know TCU baseball has a women's night. Could you talk a little bit about that football 101 for moms? Yeah, we uh, one of our most popular events. In, in late July, we're going to have a football 101 for moms, and uh, we're going to just break down everything for them about the football season coming up. And I'm going to invite a, our team doctor and give him 15 minutes and talk about his role. Um, um, we're going to talk about concussions and how we, what the protocol is. And I, I've got a football official who's going to come and talk about uh, what football officials do and, and uh, because they ask him some great questions. Everybody gets a little bit. So basically every speaker gets about 10 minutes and then about five minutes of Q&A. We have a nutritionist that comes in, talks about what they're they should be feeding their kids on game day. or we, we practice in the mornings at Grapevine, and so what kind of breakfast they need to make sure they get. My offensive coordinator speaks. Our defensive coordinator speaks. Uh, I'll speak about some things. One of our coaches' wives will speak. And so it's about an hour and a half of totally de- dedicated to moms. We started it last year and had about 75 moms. We feel like uh, it'll be, be easily over 100 this year because it was uh, – just so well received. We we give them all a, a, a box lunch that the, the same exact pregame meal that our players eat. Give them a t-shirt and and uh, just like a college recruiter, I guess if you can win over that mom, you got a chance to sign that player. So we're trying to win over moms and and I think any program like you mentioned baseball, anybody should have a, a night for the moms. You know, you guys are really big on relationships. I know at Grapevine, and one of the things you do is you have relationship dinners. Could you talk a little bit about those? Because I think that's anything. That's something again, something that any coach could benefit from doing. Yes, uh, I'm always on my assistant coaches about taking their position group to CCs or somewhere, um, and making sure it, it, we say this all the time: if your players won't lay in traffic for you then uh, we have a problem. So it's, it's, we're trying to win them. We're trying to fascinate them every day. And we, we don't, our players cannot want to let us down. So uh, after about a year of this, I kind of realized being the head coach that, that I was really not doing my part. And so I decided to every month invite 15 players over to my house and different age groups, different position groups. My wife cooks spaghetti, salad, one of the moms will send a dessert, and the kids will eat for about 45 minutes, and then we'll gather up in my living room, and we'll make a big semicircle, and, and we have questions that we talk about, and we just kind of go around the room. I'll, I'll t- ask them, hey, tell us about your siblings, uh, and everybody will go. And then we'll go another question, and, and hey, what's, what's your best uh, – football memory from middle school or little league and and we ask that one pretty early because it kind of gets them going and gets them talking and hey what's your favorite core value and why what's one of your goals for for spring football we this is kind of a a spring semester deal and uh uh and we just kind of get into those kind of deals and the last question is what's the worst thing that ever happened to you and 
So we we talked to him about the trust in the room and being able to share and and but we it's so it's about an hour and a half, maybe close to two hours. But when we walk out of there, all of us know each other a little bit more. And again, I just think the the, the really great teams are the ones that don't want to let each other down. And so we got guys in there who who. Uh, the more you know about each other, the less you want to let each other down. And I live pr- pretty close to the high school, and so I think it's just a good thing for every time a kid drives by my house, if they've been in my house and eaten before, I think that's a positive also. Love it. And you, and you said you don't do that with just the seniors. You do that with all players? All players. And, and I really am intentional about some sophomores and seen, you know, a, a sophomore defensive back and a senior offensive lineman being in there together. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great deal to to make sure that there's different groups of kids who would not normally ever talk to each other. That's awesome. And they get to and they you do that every year. So they're gonna have if they're a sophomore on the varsity, they're gonna have three meals in your house by the time they graduate. Exactly. That's awesome. You know, you guys do a leadership retreat, which I know that you may refer to as a leadership advance because I know there's no retreat in grapevine football. Everything is about advancing and moving forward. Talk a little bit about that leadership advance, if you would, with with how that helps with the family and relationships. Yeah, I've got a buddy who has a, a organization, and uh, he'll he'll get me a house. Uh, last year, we went to a, a lake about 80 miles away. It was a big cabin, and we went and spent the night. And his organization helped feed us, but we had some activities. Uh, we shot skeet. We, you know, of course the kids played touch football, and we just a way for us to go spend the night somewhere and really just be together. And but we had some organized activities too, some speakers and things like that, and uh, a lot of great feedback from that. Just for guys that kids in the city, they don't they don't get to go. You know, we didn't really camp out, but it's a close thing to camp, and some of these guys have, have done and. Uh, this comes back to is it a program they can't live without or not, and you got to do things like that to uh, fascinate them and, and, and make sure they can't live without you. You've said this a couple times. I want to make sure we, we, we dissect and have you talk about that. You talk about I want to fascinate them daily. What do you mean? I, well, I, I th- this is all Pete, Car- uh, Pete Carroll's Win Forever book, and I encourage everybody to read this book no matter what sport that you're in. But uh, so he mentioned this in that book, and, and that's that's what we're trying to do is when they show up every day, it needs to be the best part of their day. Hmm. And so we get them uh, in Texas. We have a, a, an athletic period, and so we get them every day for an hour and a half, and it needs to be the best hour and a half of their day. It needs to be the tough hour and a half of their day, but it, means, it needs to be their best. So uh, we're going to spend 30 minutes in, in leadership development, and then we're going to grind them for an hour. But uh, it needs to be something they look forward to because we're fascinating them, and, and we we just anything that we can think of, uh, it's I want to fascinate them. I mean, we we do uh, graphic tea Thursdays, so uh, every coach on Thursday needs to have a graphic tea that is just ridiculous. You know, I've got one with uh, Andre the Giant on it, uh, whatever. You know, and so uh, it's kind of goofy, yeah. But uh, our players love it, and we're fascinating them. Um, we got this idea from you, but we have a closed Facebook group, and we allow our players to post on it. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but we're trying to fascinate them. And so if I see a good video or 
a picture quote or something. I'm putting that on our Facebook group. I'm texting them saying, Hey, get on this and answer it. And, but if, but if you go on vacation, post on the, and so it, it's about relationships and fascinating them as any way we can think of to do it. We do it. Go a little bit deeper on that Facebook group and kind of how you use that and how it's been beneficial for you. Oh, it's just been tremendous. So Every day we start at 8 a.m. and they're in our meeting room and our and our computers on and and on that screen our Facebook page is going to be on there and so uh, that's what we're going to teach off of on our character. We used to have a champion's notebook and we pat we had them printed and passed out to everybody, but now we just use our Facebook group. Um, so what I'll do is I'll I'll pretty much daily we'll find. Um, something that I think is something our team needs to talk about. And this is in the off season during the season. It's, it's a little bit more structured, but during the off season, I'll text them and say, Hey, get on face, get on our Facebook group, answer this question. How does this relate to our core values? What does this mean? And and if they don't, then uh, they're, they're going to be, <laughs> they'll be responsible. Uh, we call it the price of irresponsibility. There'll be a PI the next day. And uh, so uh, it's not an option. They have to be on it, and uh, they do a great job of participating on it. But so we're going to get on our Facebook group for the first twenty-five minutes, and we're going to we're going to talk about our character lesson from the day that's up there. We did a book study as a team of a chop wood carry water by Joseph Metcalf. Tremendous little stories in there, and so uh, all that is in our Facebook. And then so we're we're doing character, and then. Uh, there'll, you know, there'll be something funny on there and we'll talk about that. And then somebody else will post something on there. And so uh, we allow our kids to post on there too. I think that's a good deal where, where it's, it's kind of like a normal Facebook. So I tell them if you're on vacation, uh, if you're going to a baseball game to support another team, take a selfie of yourself at the baseball game and post it on Facebook. And so our guys are, are, are used to posting on it and we have a good time with it. But the biggest aspect for me is I can post a, a two-minute video by Brian Kane or Inky Johnson or somebody and say, watch this video and tell me which core value does this relate to you the most and why. And, and they'll, you know, they'll answer it and uh, get a lot of great discussion out of that. So you created a private Facebook group and only the members of your team have access to it or can anyone find it? Correct. It's only the members of our team. Uh, I think that's real secure for our guys as far as knowing their parents won't be on it. And so uh, I, I've let some coaches, some friends of mine get, get some friends of mine get on there. And I've told our team, hey, if you see somebody on here, it's a buddy of mine who who they have their own team Facebook group, and we just kind of share ideas. There's a buddy of mine from Oregon, one from uh, Minnesota, and, and we all just kind of share on that. But, yeah, basically it's just our team and and, and uh, real private, and so they, they know there's some security there. One of the things I've also seen there at your, at your school right as you walk into the complex is there's like that banner – that would be behind. If you imagine watching an NFL or you know any press conference in athletics, there's always the banner behind the person who's in front of the microphone. Now you have that banner there, and you have a camera set up. Do you also interview your players and then put that in the Facebook group? How do you use those? Yes, sir. We we uh, um, anytime we take pictures or anything like that, we put them in front of this banner, and our core values are behind it. We're selling them every chance we get. But after spring ball this year, again, just fascinating kids. Uh, I just had the idea of 
we ought to interview a couple of kids every day and post it to our Facebook group. Also post it to our public one for our parents. Mm. And so I've got a coach. He'll interview a couple of kids and I put the questions on there and again, it all comes back to core values, but uh, give us your name, position, what's your favorite core value, which, which player would you want to be in the foxhole with? So certain questions for them to answer, but uh, it looks it, it's uh, just another way, yeah, for our guys to to feel important and or, or or feel special about being Mustangs. That's that's probably the best thing we've done is is make them feel like that uh, they're proud to be a part of the football program again. And, and I think fascinating them is a way to get that done. Love that. I think that's such a great idea. That any I wrote that down in my notes for things for me to do moving forward. You know, is to fascinate people on a daily basis. I don't. I think that that. There's so many there's so many distractions nowadays. I think that that call it customer service, call it fascinating. Your, your audience just gets lost because there's so much out there that goes on. Uh, Randy, you also do a tremendous job of building leaders in your program. Could you talk about the use of a your leadership council and what you do with those guys? We like our leadership council, and I got um, uh, what what we do is we're going to take some players and. We're going to take them from each position unit, a few different grade levels, and have a leadership council. Right now, we've got 11 guys on our leadership council. I, I had them fill out a resume, which I think is a great skill. And so they all had to answer some questions. Then they had to present to the team. And so they had to stand up in front of the group and go over their resume of why they should be on the leadership council. And then we we made a Google survey, and, and our guys voted on it. And so... Uh, but we have a member – well, our off- offensive line, there's five guys, so we've got two members from the offensive line. We've got a wide receiver. We've got a quarterback. We've got a defensive lineman, whatever. We've got them from every unit. Uh, we have a sophomore representative, and then we've got an at-large kid. And then um, because summer is so important, we're going to elect two more after summer where guys still feel like they have a chance to uh, earn it through summer and fall camp. But so we meet once a week and we, we, uh, we do it. We're doing a book study with them right now. And I'm using, and really I I'm, I'm using a leadership clock and, and I, I even posted this in the inner circle of, Hey, what's a good book. Uh, Cause it's the first time I've done a book study with my leadership council. And I wanted to make sure I hit it out of the park and, and, and the leadership clock was, has just been excellent. And so, uh, we talk about that, but we talk about, hey, what's the culture of the locker room? Um, I make sure that I don't sit there and do all the talking every week. I mean, it'll be a 45, 55-minute meeting. We sit around a big conference table, and I let those guys talk. And, hey, what are some issues? What are some things we can do with Mustang serving others? Um, just any of that. I, I talk to them about, hey, make sure, guys, you guys are posting on our Facebook group. Uh, make sure when we're talking, we do a lot where um, that during our leadership development time, where we are we want our players talking, and and I make sure that these guys are talking and doing all that. So uh, they have to be your best players have to be your best leaders, and so all of our guys in our leadership council are not going to be all state guys, but they're all key contributors to our team, and so I make sure that I talk to them about being doing a great job of being a great leader and uh, it's just been during the football season once a week we'll go to middle schools and we'll talk and so uh, I'll send four guys to this middle school we have three middle schools that feed into us and 
they'll go and they'll the, the first time we go speak at a middle school, they're going to go talk about energy and tempo, our our number one core value. And then the next week they'll go talk about this. But so they have roles like that where they go speak in front of people. And and if there's something I need to get done, then I'm going to call on the leadership council first. And so it's been a good. I think it's been a good way to help grow leaders. Awesome. And you know, and speaking of leaders, yourself as the head football coach at Grapevine, you're also the campus coordinator, the the boys coordinator, which for people who are not in the state of Texas is basically the athletic director for that high school. Would you talk a little bit about, from an athletic director standpoint, how do you you know how do you continue to grow as a as a leader? And, and I know you attended our athletic directors summit in Vegas this past year in March, and maybe some of the benefit that you got out of out of that to help you grow as a leader. Well, I. I think it's the biggest thing is about relationships and it's so easy even in football it's year round and just to to make sure you are I think a, a great athletic director doesn't tell people how to go do their job it, it it removes a great athletic director removes obstacles for people that allows them to do their job so uh I've been I've been an athletic director in a in a 300 high school town you know and 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 dealt with so many problems from you know middle school girls volleyball on up and and it's the same in a small town or a big city it is removing obstacles to help people get their job done and and uh there's so many people going in different directions that uh if you you can look up and 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 not have had much communication with someone in a month and so you have to be very intentional about that and so uh but I think that's the biggest thing as far as for me is making sure that I can do what I can and there's not a lot of uh things you can do with money and things like that but it's 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 being you know a, a listening for you know being being an ear for somebody to complain to or or a, how to help them solve a problem uh I had a coach call me the other day a, a, a summer uh, there on a summer basketball camp and an issue came up and uh i didn't really give him a a a specific answer but i was listening to him and i gave him a little bit of advice and uh just having somebody like that i think that trust factor is a big deal Hmm. so could you talk a little bit about i know you attended the the event in vegas and for any athletic directors that are listening to this that are you know looking for their professional development could you talk a little bit about the importance of professional development and going to coaches clinics or going to trainings like that uh well, if you're not progressive and passionate about getting better, then you're really in the wrong business because it's just so much out there. Uh, and th- with, with the, you know, just so easy to find information now. But uh, really, I was kind of one of those that I wasn't sure. It was an AD's conference, and, and we have an a- athletic director at Grapevine Colleyville, and but I thought, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to Vegas because I want to just see what Brian Kane, you know, you and I have worked together. And, and it's one of the best four days of, of my career because I learned about things like that Facebook group and uh, just and just being around uh, 25 other like-minded people. And so not only was, did I learn a ton from sitting in, but just being around other people, learning from them. But uh, I, I really believe that you have to be uh, on fire to continue learning and where you can go help share with other coaches and players from other teams or whatever. But um, there's so much knowledge out there that you have to be on fire to want to continue to get better. 
Speaking about continuing to get better, let's kind of transition the conversation now to you and some of the routines and habits that you personally have so that you can be your best for others. Because I know there's some some in there uh, that are awesome that I think if coaches can can learn from your experience and you can inspire them, that they'll become more. Because we know if you want more, you got to become more and you need to be the model for people to see. What are some of the things that you do, Randy, to help you be your best? Well, You've changed me. I mean, you've just helped me a ton since you and I have met. But uh, I really used to think that to to be a great head coach and all was sitting there and grinding and watching film and um, just making sure, you know, but I never, ever devoted anything to me. And that's that's probably the biggest thing that I'd like to make sure I, I, I can get across on this is uh, you got to get off your butt and got to go exercise. You got to eat better. You got to feel better. And the, the more I took care of me, the I think the better head coach and boys coordinator I've become. And so, uh, you know, leaders aren't fat. And I was getting there. And, and so uh, last August, I started eating a lot better and, and eventually – lost about 30 pounds but uh I, I do believe that when you exercise and really exercise that the the studies show that your endorphins are gonna they're gonna release and and i think you get about 12 hours of of benefit after you get finished exercising so uh i don't know brian johnson or somebody said it's taking your energy pill and so when i exercise in the morning i feel like i've taken my energy pill for the rest of the day i eat a lot better and i feel a lot better and uh, uh, I, I really, you know, uh, uh, of us going three and eight to eight and three, there's a lot of reasons why. But one of, one of the reasons I re- really think is because I was a better head football coach because I took care of myself and, and was more intentional about, um, I mean, meditation to uh, just personal growth and, and, and not just sitting there watching film all day. I t- took care of myself a little bit, and I'm going to continue to do that, I think, uh, all leaders. If you're a leader, then you have to act like a leader. And one of those things is is taking care of yourself. Could you talk a little bit about kind of the audio books and some of the things that you listen to when you're working out? I know when you, you do those stadium hikes, you'd listen to kind of podcasts or audio books and kind of get two benefits for one. You're getting the you're getting the physical exercise, but you're also getting the learning component. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, understand why people don't listen to. I mean, audio the podcasts are amazing and. If I'm in my truck and I'm driving somewhere, I'm listening to an, a, a podcast. And um, if I'm exercising now, when I'm doing at Orange Theory or whatever that kind, of, but if I'm if I'm able to to, to listen to earbuds and and I can, I can listen to a, something to get better, I'm always doing that. And there's so many great podcasts out there, and so. Uh, I think the Automobile University is one of the best things I've picked up from you, and and there's hours and hours of of knowledge that that I've listened to in the last year. And and uh, if you want to be great, then you you really don't need to be listening to the radio. You need to be grinding and getting better every chance you get. And it, well, last question for you here, Coach Jackson: What is it that you know now you wish you knew maybe ten years ago, or you wish you knew when you were getting started coaching? If you could go back and educate the younger Randy Jackson who's just getting started, what would you say? I think for me, it, it is you have to stay passionate and progressive, and you have to just have that thirst for continue. Kind of segueing from that last question is is uh, the the people who are really great 
are the ones who are always striving to get better. They're always, uh, they're not watching TV all the time. And, and, uh, you know, they're, they're readers and they're, they're audio, you know, you know, they're podcast listeners and they're, they're going to clinics and they, they, uh, they just can't get enough of it. And so for me, I think the, the number one thing, if I could tell a young coach is, um, it's it's not that hard to outwork the average person. Uh, the average person's trying to just get by, and if you'll grind and always look for a way to get better, then you'll be successful. Coach Jackson, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here and be a guest on the Peak Performance Podcast. For our listeners, you can follow Coach Jackson on Twitter at Coach Jackson TPW, as in tough people win. At Coach Jackson TPW. I'm sure when his book comes out and the new website is built, you'll be able to put that out on social media. So stay engaged with at Coach Jackson TPW on Twitter. You'll be able to find him there. And in the notes section here of this podcast, we'll also have a link to where you can invest in his book and learn more about Coach Jackson. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate your time so much. Thanks, Brian. It's a big honor. I appreciate it. Today's podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for 15% off on your first order. Dominate the day with potential apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit BrianKane.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com and sign up for my Monday message where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews, articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me through my website on our Contact Us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.